Hello, everyone. I am Jack Bosma, and my power guest, as always, Tasha Lewis, is here with us. This is the Jack Bosma Show number 13. 13 is a very unlucky number for most people, but for us, it signifies continued growth and engagement with our audience. The number 13 is very special because it takes effort. It takes enthusiasm. It takes excitement. It takes interaction from our audience in audio and written form to sustain a podcast. The Jack Bosma Show number 13 signifies to me a worthy accomplishment and one that I'm very proud of. Today, our topic is self-reflection or self-assessment of our work. What's going good? What's going bad? And we're addressing it with our audience. This is the way we interact, excite, and invite other people and podcasting partners as well. Each and every time that I provide podcasting content, I use the Jack Bosma Show link on Skype to direct our audience to participate by sending the tag all. When I tag everyone, we are all partners in this growing, enthusiastic evolution and presentation. Welcome, Tasha. Thank you. I will now provide my self-assessment. Things that I've done good and things that I need to improve upon. The good things. The Jack Bosma Show is live. We now have 13 episodes created. I am interacting not only with Tasha, but other guests as well who have joined me on previous shows. And our audience is growing with enthusiastic comments, likes, and shares. This is a global effort, and I am receiving public and private responses for the work that has been created. And I am most appreciative to our audience members for providing me with overwhelmingly positive feedback and encouragement. These comments and encouraging words enable me to continue developing additional shows and the confidence that I need to progress with our content and its structure. That's a brief summation of the positive reinforcement that I've received. And I have not received any negative comments or tones from our audience or show participants to address. This is also very good. Now my focus will turn toward things that I have identified that need to be improved. The most important item that I have discovered that needs to be improved on these interactive podcasts is the ability and capability 
for all participants and viewers must be to provide text-based messages on Rumble and audio-based message titled content on Anchor. And the reason this must occur is because while we record on Skype, the content is uploaded to Anchor and Rumble. Anchor and Rumble provide our audience with two very relevant platforms that need to be explored. And both Anchor and Rumble provide additional technological capabilities for our listeners and viewers if used correctly. The titled message responses on Anchor and the comments on Rumble are only a small portion of the activities that can and will occur on Anchor and Rumble if the platforms are used correctly. By simply providing audio-based titled messages on Anchor and comments on Rumble, this is simply activities that are used to encourage all of our listeners, whether they be guests or listeners, to become familiar with these platforms for communication by using them themselves. I post content on Anchor and Rumble because I want to expose our participants and listeners to these platforms. Another reason why I stress the importance of Anchor and Rumble is because any person that interacts with me has my full support in developing their own content. And I will, without a doubt, access that creator's content at a moment's notice and provide that creator with titled messages on Anchor that are recorded and I will support that creator with text-based comments on Rumble. Any platform that I am using to create content, I enthusiastically welcome our audience to participate with me on those very same platforms. This is the joy that I receive from interacting with an audience. Imitation is the highest form of emulation and it is the highest compliment that can be paid to any content creator. The best thing that I can do with any guest or any listener or any viewer of our content is 
to have an opportunity to listen to and watch the content that is being created by them. The highest compliment that can ever be given or awarded. That's my summation of good and bad, Tasha. Please provide a self-reflection on good and bad practices in your behalf. A critical reflection. Thank you, Jack, for sharing your insights, your wealth of knowledge, and most importantly, your heartfelt desire to help people with all that you do. I thought about what you said from a professional perspective, and here's what I have to say about myself. One of the main areas of my life that I want to, I wouldn't say fix, but improve upon is communication. And I know that might sound extremely strange since for the past two weeks, uh, we've been sharing about communication, global communication, building relationships, and how we communicate. Most of my life, I've been a very effective communicator. Um, it has shown up in my grades, it's shown up in my relationships. It's shown up in my career. But over the last, I would say, seven or eight years, I was in a position of change where I was trying to focus on helping um, one person in particular, along with a lot of others. And it put me outside of my comfort zone where I, I didn't have the environment or the tools or the resources that I usually had to achieve my goal. But instead, I went into more of a service mode where I was doing a lot of community service work, uh, working on a PhD, um, just a lot of other centered type of things that I was doing. And what I found happened to me is that when we're placed outside our comfort zone, it changes how we present, how we come across, how we communicate. But what I learned, and I hope all of you can learn from what I'm saying is, no matter what environment you find yourself in, you look up, you know, for your faith and your hope and how you care, and you turn it over, you know, to whatever name you want to give it. You know, I have the name of, you know, who I give it, you know, my Lord. And I pray. I pray for myself. I pray for others. I'm praying for the individuals who are, who are impacted by what just happened in Miami, Florida, with a building collapse. I pray for family. I pray for friends. I pray. You know, that's one of my greatest assets is that I pray. And it gives me peace most times. So what I want to do is pray to be a better communicator. I want to pray to be a better person, a better friend, uh, more understanding. And when I do communicate and I receive corrections from people like Jack and others, um, that I pray about them, I meditate over them, and I try to enforce them with how I communicate. 
I find that because we have so many different ways, like the various platforms that Jack mentioned to communicate, sometimes that becomes an impediment. People may think about this. When we own a landline to call, we didn't criticize the technology because that's all we had. When we only had We didn't criticize, but to have so many different ways to communicate. Reason we're communication. I, because to me, if I can pick up a phone, whether it's a cell phone, a landline, and reach my loved one, I'm happy about that. If I can send an email, I'm thrilled about that because they might get it instantaneously. My business has grown exponentially. I don't even have to walk outside the door. We all were forced on lockdown for almost a year. We couldn't even go outside to see a tree except through our window. And we were able to stay connected, continue communicating, see our loved ones via video platforms. So I think we should really be grateful because for the first time in our lives, we're never disconnected. We can always communicate. So if for some reason you happen to be on one particular platform and someone else happens to be on another, just be grateful. Connection. You can never call someone again. Ever or be near their, their person. So I think what all of us need to take away from all of these different communication methods that we have, whether it's software, cell phone, landline, tablet, whatever, the most important thing is that you communicate and you share with your loved ones and your friends and your families and your colleagues and you acknowledge them and you communicate with them. And I... We've lost Tasha for a moment, and I'm hearing Tasha briefly, but she is breaking up. And standing presentation. Disconnected? Because I can hear you. Please continue, Tasha. Okay, no problem. I I don't know where did we get disconnected from, so I don't want to repeat myself. Do you recall what the last point I was making? Your last point was communicated successfully and it was received. One of the things that I would like to iterate at this time is I spoke for approximately eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Tasha spoke for about four minutes, five minutes. Actually, Tasha spoke for six minutes. This is very important to realize when we are interacting, not only with each other, but with our audience. And what this signified to me is, in essence, a 50-50 conversation. I had eight and some change. Tasha had six and some change. I was looking at the timer 
while I was listening to Tasha speak. This is a demonstration of successful communication because we are essentially balanced when we interact with each other. I will also like to stress the importance of a pre-show interaction. Many times Tasha will call me prior to the show being produced and we will discuss some topics that relate to the show. Everything that we do is related to the production and creation of our show. We do not discuss individual audience comments. We do not discuss anything that may have ever been said by a third party or fourth party contributing content. This is not our purpose. Our purpose is to create a high quality product and interact with listeners and other guests using Skype as the platform. And this is important to announce or this is important to discuss. We don't have a hidden agenda on the Jack Bosma show. Our opinions are our own personal opinions. We do not claim to be experts in any area. And even experts must always be prepared to interact and explain the information to their audience. I don't know any experts. The only people that are experts are people who claim themselves to be experts because no one else does. These are titles or words that individuals use to describe themselves. We do not usually hear the word expert used by others. This is usually a term reserved for the speaker themselves. And I've listened to many webinars and podcasts where these terms are used by the presenters and I would never use this term in any podcast that I produce because I'm not worthy of that title. I would prefer to use the word expert with our panel guests and our listeners and our viewers because I would like to defer the expertise to the individuals, groups, companies, and organizations that make our activities possible in the first place. Because without the audience, without those key individuals, groups, companies, and organizations that listen to our content, the word expert is meaningless. Without that support, without the comments, without the audio messages. And I want to stress that point. Your thoughts, Tasha? Well, I think subject matter experts are experts in that particular subject. And the background of the particular expert comes to question when it involves something that is a subject matter 
that requires a certain amount of training because you can be an expert in knowledge if you know everything related to knowledge. You can be an expert in math if you know everything related to math. And you may not necessarily have to have, you know, credentials that support that. So that's why I said, if you know a lot about the platforms that you talked about and you've studied and you've trained, then you're a subject matter expert. So I think you are an expert and you invite other people and individuals to come on and discuss their expertise. Now, the only time I think you really have to qualify it uh, depends on the use. If you're giving advice to someone who's going to take your advice, uh, they do want you to have a certain amount of knowledge and experience in that area. But as you all know, there are a lot of different ways you can arrive at having an expertise. You can be an apprentice, you can be an intern, you can be a student, you can be an educator. There's so many different levels. And I'm grateful to you for giving me an opportunity to share, you know, with everyone my expertise in different areas and also my about different things. And I think that it was so appropriate today for you to give both of us an opportunity to share, um, you know, things in our lives that we need to work on and improve upon, you know, skill set, Asian style, or our relationships, because that's what we were talking about, building relationships this week. We helped our audience, the listeners, to learn And this active interaction style must continue for us to be successful. Because without this dynamic interaction, many times we use the words give and take. I prefer give and give, take and take. Because this also alludes to a dynamic communication style. When Tasha gives, I give. I don't always necessarily take from Tasha. And Tasha doesn't take from me. But we give and give, take and take, and balance our conversations this way. And this is a key component of dynamic interactions 